and hello everybody. Welcome to the Impactful Podcast. I'm EJ, and alongside with me is my tag team partner today, the man, the myth, and truly the great one, Eric. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Hope everybody's having a good day so far. You know what? I'm having a better day compared to yesterday, and, and the news of uh, Mike Trout not coming to Philadelphia had me bummed out for a little bit yesterday. Uh, good for him with getting the contract he got, but selfishly, I wanted him to come to Philadelphia <laughs> after the 20 Yeah, see, I can understand that. I kind of wanted him to end up in uh, in New York, so. Yeah, we're, we're speculation, but, but I'm better today, but all right. Let's get into this. Uh, we did miss last week, and we do apologize because it was due to me. I take the full blame of this. Uh, it was a personal thing. But here we are. We're back. We're back in the groove. We're going to talk Impact Wrestling. We're going to talk about the show, the recent show, and then the news that came out uh, yesterday to be official, and that is OVW being partnered with Impact. And we'll get into that later on. So let's get right into it, everyone. Um, Impact Wrestling. Uh, of course, they... They were still in Vegas. They were at Sam's Town. Good venue. I think that's one of the best venues. Um, and they started off the show with OVE going up against Tommy Dreamer, Willie Mack, and your Impact X Division champion, Rich Swan. Uh, last week, Swan pulled a fast one on OVE when he accepted the invitation to be a part of the family, and then he attacked him afterwards. Of course, they that will switch <laughs> switcheroo there. Uh, OVE. Um, once they wanted to challenge them to a match, they got all three, and here they are. They started off OVE, gained control earlier in the match by wearing down Tommy Dreamer inside of the ring. After Dreamer countered a Callahan pile driver, he was able to get the hot tag to Willie Mack. They got OVE out, of the, out to the arena floor where Swan and Mack suicide dive out of the ring, and this is where the funny part came in is when they tried to get Tommy Dreamer to do the same thing. He, of course, uh, ran and just went through the ropes and then go did a splash outside to all the competitors. Um, another funny spot was when Mac splashed Callahan from the top and then tried to get Tommy Dreamer to do it. He, of course, goes, are you kidding me? All right, whatever. Goes right up, gets a splash for a near fall. But, of course, at the end, OVE prevailed when Callahan connects with the grind call, followed by, followed by a pile driver on Tommy Dreamer to score the win. So, first question I got for you, my friend. What do you think of the match? Um, I think it was a great match. I think there were great spots in the match. And, um, excuse me, I think there were, um, like you said, the funny spots in the match. I mean, it was it was a great overall match, top to bottom. Um, no complaints about anything that happened in the match. Um, I actually enjoyed everything that happened. So, um yeah, I think top to bottom, it was a great match. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It was like competitive, and then you had your funny angles. That's it. And you always enjoy a match like that. When you have Tommy Dreamer in your match, you're going to get that. That's exactly what yeah. you're going to get. Uh, his days of doing those type of matches are over. Um, <laughs> what's up, your boy? And Daddy Got Game. Of course, people that are listening to this right now, we are live on Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, and Periscope. So you could... Uh, Hit us up and chat with us as we go live. So people that listen to this podcast later, that's why. Uh, we're doing good, my friend. We're doing good. Um, so it, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Um, of course, it did build off um, the storyline. 
Uh, the feud between Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan it got personal. We know up to this point what has happened. Um, but here's the, the next question. Is that, did you like the direction they went in this storyline with having OVE get the victory? Was there another way they could have went about it to go in that, uh, a different direction with the storyline? Do you enjoy what they did here? Um, actually, I did because it actually allows um, room for the storyline to go further. Um, because at this point, you don't want um, it's kind of that thing of losing the battle and winning the war. So at this point, um, you don't mind Rich Swan's team losing if you see him go over in the end. Um, so yeah, I actually enjoy. Um, I actually enjoyed um, the finish, and I think it was just something that helps in the long term of the feud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Because at this point, you know, it, it gave people thought of, oh, crap. Because later on in the show, you're going to realize that he's going to be challenging uh, Rich Swan for the X Division title next week on Impact Wrestling. Is there a possibility that Sammy Callahan could say, you know what, enjoy that win because it's going to pretty much come to an end. Um and we'll get into that uh, later on in the show because there was a promo that OVE cut on uh, Rich Swan, and they addressed that whole X Division title. So I did like where they went with that. I was just wondering if you enjoyed uh, where they went as far as having OVE get over on Rich Swan. So it's that sympathy angle, I guess, in a way you could say. Because <clears throat> now it's that, oh, is there a possibility that he would drop the title to Sam McCallaghan? Mm-hmm. But also, he didn't get the victory over him. He just got it on Tommy. So that's another question. All right. Um, so, yeah, that was a very good opening match. Now, I'm going to ask you this. Can we skip the Glenn Gerberti match? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know if I wanted to even address that. I, I'll, I will put it like this. Um, I have never been, and it's not a knock on him at all. I have just never been a fan of Glenn Gilberti's in reading work. Really? So, so you were a fan of the yeah. Disco Inferno, the television champion, all that back in the day, WCW? I... I enjoyed some of it, but his in-ring work has always been rather stiff to me. Okay. Like, even worse, even more stiff than Bully Ray kind of stiff. Ooh, well, shots fired. I'm sending that off to Bully. I'm just letting you know. No, Bully, I mean, <laughs> everybody, everybody used to say that Bully, you know, back in the day, Bully was stiff. It depends on the situation, yeah. You're right with that. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on who he was facing and how. If the psychology wasn't right, he would make sure you re- regret that. Um, if yeah. there's a spot you miss, you would re- regret that with him. Um, but, all right. No, I agree with you. I just, that match, I, I get what they're trying to do because they're trying to figure out, oh, what was he hired to do? But this match was utter garbage. I cannot even, I, I didn't even want to spend this much time on it. So, let's, let's move yeah. along. <laughs> right, the next thing that popped up later in the show was Conan. Uh, approaching the Lucha Brothers about, you know, allowing LAX another chance at regaining the Impact Tag Team Championship. Um, he approached them in the backstage and asked them for a rematch, and, of course, they declined the offer. But the thing that really 
showed disrespect to Conan is when Pentagon Jr. did the zero, zero right in his face, pretty much saying, no way, no chance, we're done. They had moved on, and of course, Conan felt disrespected. And then later on in the show, he went back to Ortiz and Santana and says, you know what, you will be getting your chance. This is a war. They disrespected me. Now it's on. You will get your chance, and I'm going to get it for you guys. And he stormed off. Of course, Santana Ortiz goes, oh, what do we do? Let's get our chance. And then they walked off. Now, we know at this point, it got personal a couple weeks ago when they ripped the mask off. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Like, how they approached that? Like, how they followed up to that? I mean, of course, they had the good match last week with the Rascal. But how do you feel um, after the last couple weeks, how they uh, followed up this whole angle here? Between the two tag teams, I actually, I actually liked it. I think that it was a great way for them to um, continue the angle um, and continue the growing heat between the two teams. Um, so yeah, I think, and I think that it's going to um, it's going to continue to fuel um, the rivalry between the two. I'm, I'm actually. Um, more interested in where it's going to lead Conan at the end of all this. Uh, yeah, because what it was, it was supposed to be a friendly matchup, like we, like we all talked about. And, and now, yeah, it, it got real personal. It got real personal. Uh, to me, I don't know why, and if we're going to go with speculation of what we feel, like how this has been interpreted, how, I feel LAX is going to go heel. By this, I think it, it's going to take them to a darker side where they thought they would never go to. Um, they got a little cocky, and it, we saw that. I think it was Ortiz that said, "Anytime you want to get your ass kicked, just let us know." That I think that was planting the seed, and eventually, I think you're going to see a hill turn with that. That's how I feel it might happen. I could be completely wrong with it, but do we need at this point another heel tag team? Because if you look at the division, there's not many of that. Of course, you picked up you know scum, but do you think the, a turn would be good for Impact and maybe good for LAX? Because now that the OGs are gone, we need that heel tag team, another one. Yeah, I do think um, even if it's temporary, it would be uh, a good thing because you don't know how much longer uh, the Lucha Brothers are going to be prominent on Impact TV. Um just because of you know, uh, because of the AEW stuff, and especially with AEW uh, pay per view coming up, and then you know whatever they're going to do as far as uh, their TV show or whatever getting off the ground. So um, I think that it could be good as far as the heel turn. Um, I think it could possibly be temporary if. Uh, the Lucha Brothers are taken off of TV for a while, but I think it would. Uh, I think it um, it would help with the lack of heel tag teams that Impact has. You know, what? I'm kind of with you on this, and I'll say why. Because you've seen the video. If you're, you know, like to be the elite, being the elite uh, series on mm-hmm. YouTube with the um, with the Jackson Brothers, um, Young Bucks. I'm sorry. Uh, and you saw that they beat the Lucha Brothers for the AAA tag team titles. So mm-hmm. 
they're dropping titles. There's a reason, and maybe something to do with AEW. Um, but of course, I think it might be short reign for the uh, for Young Bucks because eventually, I think they're going to drop that to another tag team because they're going to have to worry about it. I think it was just a a, a bucket list thing for them. Um, yeah, and I think I think the Young Bucks will eventually actually drop them back to. Um, could possibly drop them back to the Lucha Brothers because I do think that part of the deal is I don't think that um, I think that they're still going to be working the indies. I think everybody in there um, is still going to be working the indies to an extent unless they sign exclusive contracts. Well, they they Uh, address that five people on the roster currently are exclusive. And I would assume that is Cody, the Bucks, Hangman Page, and probably Omega. Right. Actually, I would probably say Cody, the Bucks, Hangman Page, and Brandy. Oh, yeah, Brandy. Well, they said a little little handful. It could be a little bit more. But, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah. Overall, I mean, I I would like to see it. I would like to see where they go with it. I don't think it's going to be like a concrete jungle match like they did with uh, the OGs. Back, what was that? Bound for Glory, I think, was the event where they did that. Mm-hmm. And that was an incredible show, incredible match. I don't, I don't think it would be to that level, but it, it got personal. And where to go as far as what type of match, when they're going to do it, and will we possibly see LAX healed at the end of this storyline? That remains to be seen. I can't wait to see where they go with that. All right. Going from one, uh, one tag team, little storyline to another one, one that started a couple weeks ago with Reno Stum and Falaba. Falaba. Sorry, had to slap my head there. For Falaba. <laughs> <laughs> and KM. Of course, uh, Reno Stum tried to get redemption after losing a rematch. Uh, a return match, I'm sorry. Return match to KM and Falaba a couple weeks ago. Uh, Falaba and KM uh, wanted to get even for their attack that occurred after their victory. In that same match, uh, Reno Scum, uh, of course, uh, started the match on top when they brawled with KM and Falaba on the outside. They, of course, uh, attack, uh, threw Bala into the steel steps, took him out of action for a little bit. For a good portion of the match, they assaulted KM. They wore him down. They kept him on his side of the ring. Eventually, mm-hmm. Bala makes it back to the apron and receives the hot tag. Bala hits Thornto with the big Samoa drop to pick up the victory. And there you have it. That's another victory for the boys. And still, Reno Scum is yet to win since returning to Impact. My question for you, pretty basic. What did you think of the match? Um, I thought it was a decent match. I mean, um, I think it was good back and forth. I don't really have, there wasn't really any um, huge blown out botches or anything in the match. So I thought it was a decent match. It may not have been the best, um, and uh, certainly wasn't the best match on the card, but it was decent um, for what it was and for helping to advance the feud between the two teams. I'm just wanting to see where this play, how this plays out. Um, yeah, I'm wondering that too. Um, I don't think it's a major storyline, but it, it's also to showcase both tag teams because now that Fala Ba and KM are official, they you know, re-signed with Impact Wrestling. Reno Scum, they brought them back after being away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it was a good 
mini storyline to get them both. Like, Falun and Cam have been in the picture, but they haven't been highlighted as much. This is a way to get them both, you know, out there. And I, I enjoy it. I enjoy what, you know, some, like what they could do. I, I actually like what they do. Um, they're just dirty, gritty guys, and, and I like that. It, it, they're natural heroes. I can see that in them. And I'm looking forward to what they both could do. And then Falun Bong, big guy, and he could still do some good maneuvers. Like, maneuvers mm-hmm. I think he could pull off. He could definitely do it. I enjoy Falun Bong. It, it seems like it would be an attraction, like a comedy type thing, but no. He, he'll let you know. He could be serious as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, there's nothing you add with the match. You enjoyed everything. Yeah, pretty much. I don't like I say. I didn't see anything that was just blatantly like, oh, they messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, that that was just the you know middle of the show. Mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. All right. So moving along. Right after that, of course, they did the impact moment of the week. Yeah. All right. Moving along. <laughs> Number one contendership <laughs> for the knockout. Knockout title, and that is Jordan Grace, the newcomer that's been around for a little over a month, going up against Tessa Blanchard, one that dropped the title back at homecoming to Taya Valkyrie, and because of the interference from Gail Kim. Um, here we are. Tessa Blanchard, she wins this. She has a chance at the title again. If not, Jordan Grace, the newcomer, getting her first crack at the title. It was a great back and forth competition. They both gave it their they're all because they, there was a lot of great maneuvers on both sides. Um, great, here's a few of the good spots. Grace connected with a modified Mitsunuka driver for a close fall. Tessa counted a muscle buster to, and slammed Grace to the mat. That I mean, it was just a bunch of big maneuvers. Um, of course, Tessa gets on the top rope, name drops Gail Kim, and gets slammed by Grace for it. Grace follows up with a Grace driver. For the win, and there you have it. Jordan Grace is now number one contender for the Impact Knockouts title. Um, of course, she goes up the ramp, Tessa's left the ring, and of course, she had a shit fit. Did not like the fact that she lost. She started uh, attacking personnel outside of the ring, uh, including the timekeeper. And then out came Gail Kim. She broke it up. They had the little spat for a second. Of course, Tessa retreats to the ramp and goes out to the backstage. And then right after that, they cut to a backstage segment where her, or Tessa, and Gail Kim were arguing. And Scott DeMore got involved, sent um, Gail Kim home, suspended her for a week. And there you have it. That was pretty much the end of that. But let's go on. We'll, we'll examine each part here. But let's go with the match first. What do you think of the match? And do you agree that Jordan Grace is deserving of of this uh, title shot. Yeah, I definitely agree that Jordan Grace is deserving of the title shot. If you think about it, have you seen her lose a match since she's been in Impact? Uh, no, no, not at all. Um, also, I mean, it was a great match. It was back and forth the entire match. Um, great spot. Um, I mean, there's nothing to complain about with this match. Um, this match low key could have could be match of the night. Um, so yeah, um, no complaints at all. Great match. No uh, complaints about the outcome. I enjoy. I thoroughly enjoyed the entire match. Uh, I enjoyed too, and we obviously know where they're going with this because you know Tessa Blanchard's going to get her match with Gail Kim, 
does it all stem back from what, like we said, what happened at homecoming a little over a month ago? Uh, Jordan Gracie, like you said, good point with that she hasn't lost the match. Um, and the division is not exactly huge, so there is that possibility that someone could come in, be on the hot streak, and get a chance like this. So uh, I've been following Jordan Grace for a while. Uh, I, she follows the, our channel or our Twitter. Um, she follows us. We follow her. I've been a big fan of her in the past uh, year. And seeing where she's at from where she was a year ago, man, she is really rising up in the uh, business. Um, she, she's really making a name for herself, and I'm glad to see that. Mm-hmm. And going off with the match, it was a great match. It, everything around it, 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 it had the emotion because you were wondering, was Tessa going to win? It wasn't a guarantee that Tessa was going to win, but there was po- spots I was like, all right, they might go with this. And then they go further the angle with Gal Kim at the rematch between Taya and Tessa. Um, but no, nah, Jordan Grace got the victory. So they're going to go right for that, for the title. And then Tessa and Gail probably going to get their match either at Rebellion or United We Stand, which is in April. Um, well, and I, I, um, I have a, one other thing, but I'm going to reserve it for later because it has to do with something that happened later on in the show. Okay, no problem. Okay, no problem at all. Um, all right, so the answer to the other question that I had, I was like, wait, about Jordan Grace getting the victory, but the other one... Um, what are your thoughts on, like, as far as the suspension? Like, did you like that, uh, where they went as far as further in that storyline between Tessa and Gail? Like, they, you know that Tessa was suspended, what was that, a month? Mm-hmm. And went into the February, you know, their, it was, a, I guess, a pay-per-view, but it was a special show that they had on Twitch and Pursuit. Now this time, Gail suspended for a week. I mean, how do you feel about that with the, you know, adding that to the little story? Um, I think, I don't think they've done anything wrong in this entire storyline, uh, between me. So, um, I think it's just one, another thing that helps fuel the fire of, um, what's going to eventually happen between the two. So, yeah, I don't have any issues with it at all because I don't think they've done anything wrong as far as this storyline is concerned. Yeah, I... He hit every mark with this, and like I said, like if she was to win, they would have probably found a way to get Gail Kim involved. So that's why I was like, I wasn't fully invested that Grace was going to win. I had a feeling like Tessa could still pull this off, and they would find a way to get that, still, you know, Gail Kim still involved. But mm-hmm. uh, I like this, but I think what they come about it, and that the little spat uh, cost her a week. But what Tessa did, oh, I was suspended for a month. I'm wondering if she's going to be petty and throw that in there when she does come back. Because it's only a week. Right. So next week, next Friday, it's suspension's lifted. <laughs> so we'll see uh, where it goes from there. I can't wait. Uh, uh, real quick, which pay do you think would be the better one? Would it be Rebellion or would it be United We Stand WrestleMania weekend for that uh, one-on-one bout? Um... I would say it would probably be um, United We Stand on WrestleMania weekend just because that on top of um, what happens at NXT TakeOver, those two matches will probably set the bar for what happens the entire weekend as far as 
women's wrestling matches are concerned. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that it would happen probably, I think it would be better to happen then, but then too, you don't know because Impact is going to air probably at the same time as the NXT pay-per-view. Yeah, um, I th- I was thinking Rebellion. If, but And then they have a lot of matches that or with other promotions like uh, Joey Ryan's going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess Rebellion will probably be the better one because that is mainly focused on them, not competing yeah. with any other promotions because that's like a cavalcade of wrestling promotions all in that right. area. Wherever WrestleMania so. is, all the promotions jump off that. They mm-hmm. piggyback off it. Yeah, so it it's probably going to happen at Rebellion. If not Rebellion, it will more than likely happen the paper, the next actual pay-per-view. I think the actual pay-per-view is Rebellion. Is their actual one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the, that's the one in Toronto. It was originally mm-hmm. being reported that it was going to be lockdown, and then they switched it. And it wasn't based on the reports. It just, they decided not to go with that. That right. was reported about a, about a few weeks ago, because we covered that on a show. I think it was our second or third episode. We covered that they were going to do lockdown as the next in the next major pay per view in April, um, but mm-hmm. of course since then that's been switched. All right, um, right after that, yeah, Sammy Callahan and the, and the Chris brothers cut the promo uh, on Richard Swan. Uh, Sammy talked about the disgust he had for Richard Swan after his recent actions, and then he went on to say that it, he earned his shot at the X Division title. And he vowed to take that title off of him. And the match is set for next week. Sammy Callahan, Rich Swan, X Division title on the line. My first question for you. If we know where we have gone in this storyline, where all along, Sammy Callahan brought all of his past and his real past in the storyline. Tell him he saved him, joined us. He kept refusing. And the moment you thought he was going to join, he turned his back on him, attacked him. I'll tell you, at this point, what's your early prediction? And to follow up with that question, do you feel this story will end next week? Or do you think it will just be the end of one chapter and it will start another? I think that this will um, will not be the end of the storyline by far. Okay. Um, I think that this is one of those feuds that could end up being long-term, where it could be one of those feuds that, you know, it fizzles out and comes back and fizzles out and comes back. Um, So I think that this could be one of those long-term things. I also think that um, it's not the end of, it could possibly not be the end of this particular chapter. Um, because say for instance, if um if for whatever reason Sammy wins next Friday, then what are we gonna see as far as Rich Wine getting a rematch at possibly rebellion? Mm-hmm. So um I I I think that it's going to be a great match. I just don't think that it's gonna be the end all be all of the feud. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling, I don't know why, I think at the end, Swan will come back with the title. I have a feeling Callahan's going to pull off the victory next week. It's a whole new chapter. Keep it going. 
maybe a conclusion for the time being. Like you said, it's going to go off and on, like how Rock and Triple H were back in the day in the Attitude mm-hmm. Era. Um, I, I could see, you know, going that way. Uh, it, it would it would be cool for Sammy um, getting another title under, you know, under Filthy Keith. <laughs> um, I, I think it would be cool. It would be cool for the storyline. It, it, it would keep it going. And the one thing that Impact is really good on is finding ways to keep storylines going. Right. Even when you think it's going to end. And maybe you get that rematch over Belly. And they get set up for something else. We can see. Uh, my prediction, early prediction, Sam McCallahan comes out on top next week on Impact. All right. Um, do you have anything to add to it before we move along? No. Okay. Let's go right into another tag team competition that occurred on uh, Impact Wrestling. And that was Eddie Edwards teaming up with E. Lie. Drake. Gorda gets that Desi hit squad. Uh, it wasn't long of a match, but it was still good. Uh, Eddie hits the ropes, but Raj knees him in the back for the, from the apron. That was that was early on in the match. Another portion of the match where Rohit knocks Drake to the floor, causing Drake to get illegally involved. Drake takes out both members of the Desi hit squad. Gama gets up on the apron, but backfires. To everyone's surprise, Drake gives Eddie his kendo stick, and he uses it on Rohit. Eddie pins Rohit to pick up the win. Um, like I said, it was a pretty short match, but uh, it did tell a lot as far as the whole story here. Uh, first question, what would you think of that match? Um, I thought it was a, a great match. Um, shows how underrated the Desi Hit Squad is as a tag team. Absolutely agree. Uh, but it also showed how good that Eddie and Eli could be if they were a full-blown tag team full-time. So um, I think it was a great match top to bottom. I don't I think um, I don't think there was anything that bad that you could say about the match. Um, so yeah, I think it was I think it was a great match. Okay. Um, yeah, the one thing I have to say is like it, I do like the story where they're going with it. It's like all along the line, I was like Eddie, why are you going down this hardcore route? You went down the wrong path. You haven't been successful but since you've gone down this path. And every chance that Eli Drake had to gain an upper hand, he pretty much did what Eddie Edwards would do. And it's like he's showing, he's showing the hypocrisy. And again, he's doing it again. What it seemed like is that Eli Drake was trying to teach Eddie Edwards, you know, to go back to the way he was. It seems like Eddie Edwards is teaching Eli Drake, you know, <laughs> the hardcore style. And he's slowly going to that, you know, style instead of what he used to be. So the teacher is actually becoming a student. It's a simple story, and I like where they're going with it. I can't wait to see the conclusion. I know it's going to end in a one-on-one fight, obviously. Uh, just when they're going to do it, probably a rebellion. Um, I, I like where they're going with this. But as far as the match with Desi Hit Squad, I agree with you. Desi Hit Squad, underrated tag team. Roll it, 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 I tell you, the music and Raj, I mean, both of them. Very, very talented wrestlers. And, of course, Gamma Singh, people don't recognize that he was an accomplished wrestler during his time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, accomplished a lot, especially overseas. Um, it was a great match. I enjoyed it. I love tag team wrestling, and this was just another great tag team wrestling match. Okay, uh, Dan Dewey's welcome, my friend. Um, of course, the final match, which was supposed to be the uh, one-on-one encounter for the Impact World title between Johnny Impact putting the title on the line against Brian Cage. Now we'll recap real quick. 
and we'll go into the segment. Um, about a few weeks ago, Johnny Impact made a deal with Brian Cage that if he was to help him take out Cross and Brian Cage, or, I'm sorry, yes, yes, there you go, sorry, uh, if he was to take out Cross and Moose, he would grant him a title shot. He gave him a contract, they read it, sign it, and you get your shot. Follow up, a couple weeks ago, they had a tag team match where Impact uh, was injured in the middle of the match, uh, taking him out. Of course, Cross and Moose really assaulted Brian Cage. They got the victory over them, and of course, it just didn't work out that way. But here we are, one-on-one. We thought we were going to see a world title match. Apparently, it didn't happen. Uh, Johnny Impact's music hits, and so it appears like um, it, it took him a while to come out, and then it, all of a sudden, boom, you see Cross carrying him out. Uh, it appears that he was attacked backstage. Cross places, uh, puts him in the ring, and places a cinder block beside Johnny's head. Tyler Vachary then came out, tried, uh, brought out Brian Cage to help him. He refused to help at first. Then Tyler went off into the ring to try to stop the assault, to protect her husband. And it looked like Cross was going to attack her as well. That's when Brian Cage finally came in and you know, fought his way and chased Cross out of there. And then the unthinkable happened. Low blow from Tyler. Here, here comes Impact tipping up and then assaulting Brian Cage. And I'll tell you right now, I was surprised by this turn. I have to ask you, were you surprised by this turn? I mean, like, would you think he would become heel at this point? I saw this heel turn coming a mile away. Really? Yes. Is um, it because Yes. Okay. I was thinking that where you were going to go with that. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I saw this heel turn coming a mile away. Um, I saw it not only because of Cross and Moose, but I saw it because of the whole um, Cross dragging Johnny out and Taya bringing Brian out to it was I'll put it this way. It was great the way it happened, but it telegraphed the heel turn. Yeah. To me. No, no. I mean, after I saw what happened, I added it all together. I was like, that was done right. It was done perfectly. Yeah. I love the the look and response that Cross had after everything occurred. And I was Mm -hmm. like, it had to be set up. It had to be. Well, and think about it. It was one of those things where when when Johnny first won the title and Cross, you know, was was doing his thing and trying to egg Johnny on and to do, you know, do what he had to do to keep it or whatever, it's kind of Johnny played right into where Cross wanted him to go. So it's kind of that thing. Plus, um, the other thing of it was, like I, when I stated earlier that I wanted to hold off on that comment earlier. Oh, okay. With the the um, main reason that one of the reasons that I I liked the fact that Jordan Grace won was because if Johnny was gonna turn heel, Ty was gonna turn heel. Wow. 
I did miss that. That is a good pickup there. And even with right in the lineup, it didn't. Wow, that flew over my head. That is a good point. You can have a pace first base, and it seems like impact does go with that. But if we go to go traditional, that makes sense. Good point. Good mm -hmm. pickup. Good pickup on that. And yeah, it was done right. I, I can't wait to see because I've always been a heel type of guy. I would love to see where Johnny Impact goes as a heel. Um, well, and if you think about it, because their characters are so intertwined, um, because their their marriage is full blown out there, their marriage is portrayed on TV. Absolutely. You you knew that if John, uh, you could tell that if there was going to be a Johnny turn, there was going to be a Taya turn, and you could tell it was kind of coming by the way Taya was reacting to. Um, the interview guy backstage and other stuff. So um, I kind of knew it was coming, but it was great the way that it happened. Yeah. I'm sorry. It could go, it could go along the same way with WWE with Dean Ambrose and, um, and, uh, uh, sorry, my kid. Renee Young. Renee Young, yeah. thank you. <laughs> you scratched me while I missed all. Yeah. <laughs> Because look how that was a little awkward with that whole thing. She was a commentator, and then her husband turned heel. It seemed a little weird. So I get what you're saying with that. They, if you, if one's got to turn heel, I think the other one has to. It just has to go with it, or at least for now. Because if you have them both, if it's portrayed they're married couple, you put it out there. It's out there for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, you know, good pick up on that earlier in the show. That was awesome. I, I didn't even tip and made didn't even pick that up. But, um, okay, now that we're done with that, and I, I can't wait to see what they do with the whole world title picture. Obviously, you mm -hmm. might get rebel a, a real rematch at Rebellion. Um, overall, 1 to 5, how would you rate this week's show? This week, um, it, it, you know that I've been one of those that, okay, they've been doing good, but they haven't recently topped anything that they did since they've been on Twitch. This week actually earned a 4.5 for me. Wow. Okay. Um, because of a few things. Um, because of the continuation, how they continued the uh, Rich Wine and Sammy Callahan feud, um, because of the continuation of the LAX and how they're continuing these feuds, um, each individual feud, but also just um, the Taya and Johnny Hill turn, um, which most people probably didn't expect. Um, that was what put it over for me. Okay, well, last okay. week, I think the last show, we didn't agree as far as the rating. I, we are going to agree this week. 4.5, it was an excellent show. Great tag team matches with the Eli Drake and uh, Eddie Edwards with the Jesuit squad. I do like the Weaving Scum and KM and Fala Ba. I love mm -hmm. the six-man tag, but that also furthered the, line, furthered the storyline of uh, Rich Swan and OVE, Sammy Callahan. And with that skip later on, confirming that they're going to go one-on-one -on -one for the X Division title. I like the heel turn. I was shocked. I'm surprised I didn't pick up on it earlier in the show. That was stupid of me. I'm going to kick myself in the butt for that one. But <laughs> everything else, it, just, it was a really good show. Good professional wrestling, good entertainment, a shocking end to the show. 
no better way. It, you know what? If that was a go home show going to a pay per view, that it would be definitely excellent. I gotta put on a bow. My kid <laughs> gave me a bow. Here, oh, the headband. I'm sorry, headband with the bow. Let me turn that off. Turn that off. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I went to 4.5 out of 4.5 out of 5. I'd go with that. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go into the next segment. And this is a segment we do every week. The impactful three of the week. Hold on, honey. Okay, the impactful three of the week is our power rankings. Top three competitors that made the most, well, no pun intended. Impact on the show. <laughs> uh, do you want to start off this week, or would you like me to start it off? I can start off um, because I think our our lists were very similar, okay. um, but I actually had one one difference. Um, I actually my difference was my number three was actually Eli Drake and Eddie Edwards um, because it's just such a great way for them to advance um, what I think actually could lead to before they actually do their individual feud could lead to a world uh, tag title run. Um, So I think that made them my number three. My number two had to be Jordan Grace because, I mean, to beat Tessa Blanchard and become the number one contender, how can you not put her in the top three? And then my number one, of course, is going to be actually a three-way tie. Um, actually, it's going to be a four-way because of how it played out. Um, but it's okay. Taya, Johnny, Killer Cross, and Brian Cage. All right, so you're locking um, that whole segment together. Okay. okay. Exactly. Exactly. That that whole entire segment gets the, the number one spot for me. Um, because everybody played their part so well in that segment that you can't just pick out one person to me. Well, I well I'm gonna, I guess uh, my completely different from you. Um, <laughs> but no, it's a good list. Um, I went with this, and I'll I'll explain why. Number three is my OVE, obviously because they got the victory in the six man tag match mm-hmm. to start off the show. They furthered the storyline with uh, Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan, and then we had the conclusion showing that they uh, explaining that Sammy Callahan should be challenging Rich Swan for the X Division title, like you just said. Um, so that's my number three. Number two, I went with Jordan Grace. How can you not go with someone that beat Tessa Blanchard to go and become number one contender for the Knockout uh, Championship? Uh, it was a great match. It, that match really showed what Jordan Grace could do. I'm excited to see what she's going to do in the future. But with that match, she, she did it all, knocked it out of the park. Number one contender, congratulations to her. And my number one this week is the man, the Impact World Champion, Johnny Impact. Wow. How can you not? You can't make a bigger impact than turning heel. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> out of the whole show, yeah. You, you, were th- you would never think, again, you picked it up early on. I didn't, and I guess a lot of people didn't either, because I did watch Twitter interaction after this occurred, and they were like, holy crap, holy crap, he turned heel, he turned heel. And 
yeah, I mean, Johnny Impact was my number one. He, him turning heel, fooling everyone, and I can't wait to see what happens next week. I know he will explain to what happened, and is Cross and Moose going to be his henchmen like they were for another world champion? What was that, back in October? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when that happened? So, we'll see. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, it was October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Battle for Glory. Um, so, we'll see uh, where they go with that. But So, that's my number one. So, three over E, number two, Jordan Grace, number one, Johnny Impact. All right. So, we talked about the show. We gave our top three. Let's go into it real quick. And that is um, from the wire. Um, oh, what's this? I'm completely, so I'm unfortunately, I don't know which one. <laughs> oh, King JR. Come on. I only watch Impact of Texas. He is a great talent, though, and good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, the last thing we want to discuss right now is uh, obviously uh, it came out yesterday on Twitter that OVW, um, they were a developmental system for WWE in the early 2000s, late 90s, uh, formed a partnership with Impact Wrestling to be their developmental system. And when I read that, that's just showing where Impact is right now. It was a great move. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the guys in OVW. Now they have an opportunity to really get themselves out there. They get promoted, go into a, 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 a no disrespect to a higher promotion such as Impact, really show what they could do. Um, what's your take about the uh, news that came out yesterday? Um, I think it has the potential to be something very good for Impact. Um, it's just going to all be in how they handle it. Um because I think it has the potential to help grow, I mean, help breed a lot of in, you know, homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and even those that aren't homegrown that are coming from the indies, um, you people have to understand that there's a little bit different um, way of doing things mm-hmm. when you come in from the indies to being on actual television and, um, the way you have to do things and the ring psychology and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think it. I think it has very good potential. It's just going to be how they carry it and how. Um, hopefully, it doesn't end up like what you know what was done previously. All right. Well, here's what I, I guess. About. First of all, Al Snow purchased the company last year. He wants to rebuild it to be a developmental system. And he was looking for a home. He got that. And as mm-hmm. far as impact, there was negativity to what that. I'll bring it in in a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I, I can explain to you this way real quick. Um, impact, they were getting a lot of criticism as far as the nature of this. They were saying that because uh, they can't bring in the bigger names. That could be somewhat true because it's still kind of sketchy of where they're going. I see that they're going in the right direction. A lot of people think because of the pursuit and Twitch thing, it, things aren't going well for them. I think it is a good thing because what they had lined up didn't pan out. They're on pursuit. A company, I mean, Anthem owns that channel, so mm-hmm. they can leave at any time. They're not tied to it, so they can just switch up the lineup and they're good to go. Um, that, that's where they, as far as that. So, going back to the talent. Yes, you may not be able to bring in the big names, but you could grow, grow your talent, and that is the. That's why I enjoy this. 
and to let me give you an example the Montreal Expos of baseball okay they were back in the late 70s they were trying to try to bring in Reggie Jackson okay coming from the California Angels he instead going to there he went to New York and they knew at that point they can't compete financially bringing in the big names so what they're going to do they're going to scout the best people and create their own homegrown talent this is the same situation they were trying to bring in big names you hear that they were trying to get in Jericho you hear that they were trying to bring back Cody they were trying to bring uh, bring the bucks back there was news of this that came out that didn't pan out obviously because AEW mm-hmm. promotions uh, now that you got AEW there's going to be big competition out there so instead of trying to compete I love what they're doing and I watched a lot of the episodes of OVW on YouTube. Check it out if you guys haven't. There's a lot of good talent down there. And I would love to see some of the talent go up against Sam Callahan or Brian Cage. And to cap it off, I found it funny that Abyss, before he left for WWE, was their champion for a little bit. Right before mm-hmm. he left. So I just found that funny. So that's what my take is. Um, kudos to, I mean, Congrats to both promotions. Good for them. Um, do you have anything to add to that? No. All right. Well, we did it all, my friend. We covered a lot. I'm glad to be back. And again, I apologize for the viewers and listeners to the podcast. Uh, that was my fault. EJ and myself, you get send all your hate to me at Go Home Wrestling for not having a show last week. Um, but the, as, as far as the members, I do appreciate it, the people continuously downloading them. Um, we still get good numbers from the last episode, and hopefully that continues. Uh, for the people that are watching right now, and you can't catch us live because there, we're various times when we uh, record this show. Um, you can listen to us on Overcast, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and did I miss anything? Oh, no, that was it. And for people that listen to this on podcast form, you can catch us live. Mostly we do it on Tuesdays. It'll either be in the early morning or afternoon, and we're on YouTube, Mixer, Periscope, and Twitch under Go Home Wrestling Show. And when we're not live, you can you can chat wrestling with us. It's more than just Impact. We talk about other things too. He's at the Great One Nine Nine Nine. That's the G R Eight One Triple Nine, and I'm under Go Home Wrestling on Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll be back next week. We will be back next week for another episode of the Impactful Podcast. Later, everybody. Peace.